right. I don't know how to introduce ourselves because Life Sound Away We Go was fucking epic and now we've changed. um so if anyone has listened to our previous podcast you probably remember me saying that um welcome to the train wreck which uh welcome to the train wreck we've already had to change branding so we are now girls in the fast lane um yeah not even three days into this podcast and we've already had to make one major change um that's fine um who needs consistency (laughs) yeah exactly right I've literally just spent like 10 minutes madly changing all our logos and (laughs) Em's changed all our usernames (laughs) so hopefully look it's early stages no one's gonna notice or no one's gonna mind um and if you do leave a hate comment because we're all about that (laughs) I would love a hate comment um I love hate comments they're they're great yeah, I don't have any can... comments, to be honest. <laughs> oh, oh, well. All right. Well, we've just had Bahrain. I can't believe we're already through the first race of the season. Um, this episode, if you've not noticed, is called Nico Hulkenberg. <laughs> or Nico Hulkenback. Yeah. Welcome the fuck back. I am so excited to have him back in the grid. I am sad that it's at the expense of Sebastian, but it was good. And seeing the little bromance between him and K-Mag, oh my God. Yeah. So great. Oh, so cute. My TikTok video of them talking about sucking their balls got taken down for hate speech. Um. uh yeah so tiktok doesn't like uh men talking about sucking each other's balls which is fair enough but um i did contest it and they never got back to me that's fine (laughs) the tiktok admins are probably like this girl is out of control it's okay they've not shadow banned me yet (laughs) um, first race of the season it was an absolute roller coaster I think uh, the whole insert, weekend was a bit of a roller coaster. Insert clip of Lando singing. And radio check, please. I'm moving up and down, side to side, like a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, hectic. I. Where do we start? FP1? F- yeah, FP1. Let's go. Um, My first. Have a new female <laughs> presenter? Yes, that was my second note. But my first oh. note was Hammy's outfit on fire. Hold on. You can't look past Joe for his outfit. He looked so good in that fit that he was wearing at FPM1. It was like a striped, I think it was Gucci, and he looked real good. I was very impressed. Hammy has some competition for style on the grid now. Um, we were I'm actually excited. talking about this before. And we were talking about the comparison between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. And I was saying, if I was in Max's position, I would also only wear team wear. 
Oh, I feel like it'd be so much easier. It's like Ricardo. Ricardo always looks good, but he's always in his own match. And like respect, and because he, like fuck trying to think of like outside of the box outfits every single week. He's also wearing his own merch unironically. And yeah, I think like, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, when he when I saw him wearing this, I wanted it so badly that I ended up telling um one of the guys that I was on a live stream with the guy last year and he sent it to me as a thank you. So Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. No one sends me anything. <laughs> Don't worry. I got you, Boo. I got you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so female presenter with Sky. Amazing. Naomi. Naomi. Can't pronounce her last name. Um, She's a W Series driver. Yeah, W Series racer. And I think she was also in F3. Was she? That's awesome if that's true. Um, as you know, if you've listened to our first podcast, our max, our facts may or may not be true. Um, yeah, I'm looking. We, I'm looking her up right now. As we yeah, speak. we we don't. It, oh, what's the word? <laughs> um, don't don't take anything we say seriously because it may be false, and we're just talking shit. Yeah, and I think also we're trying to learn ourselves, so we're just trying to we're trying to work it yeah, out. Yeah, and I feel like that's what this is because I'd love to have some people listening that are hardcore F one fans and have been F one fans their whole life and they know everything, but also those who don't really know a lot or they're new to the sport and they want to learn more. So welcome. Okay. So I definitely I definitely don't know where I pulled F three from because she wasn't in F three. So sorry about that, but. <laughs> now we know you know there we go yeah <laughs> um my second note is that sky keeps saying 23 races um so i'm super excited to see where they will replace russia with they did say that um that qatar i think was the optimal choice i don't know why they want to race in well i know why they want to race in qatar for the money um but uh, human rights <laughs> yeah i think the f look i the f1 are slowly becoming more ethical like their whole goal is to like make racing sustainable and yes. ethical so like i do think they're taking steps in the right direction but i think they could be taking bigger steps but also how else are they going to fund their billion-dollar business? Yeah, well, they could just host every race in Australia, um, and I would, I would help them out. Next point. <laughs> um. Oh, Max One looks good. Was my next point, but I, we yes. already brought that up last last podcast. Um, yes, can't bring that up again. And then I have a bunch of like. <laughs> really technical notes like oh ferrari updated ferrari updated the diffuser lovely Um, what is the diffuser because it's not like the thing you have in your room that gives you good sense right (laughs) ferrari just smelling lavender on the track that's why they went so fast they were so relaxed well it already is a ferrosi um as it's been termed on um tiktok um a Ferrari, it looks like a, it looks like the female genitalia. 
from above. Um, so, <laughs> a diffuser is um, to accelerate the airflow under the car, creating an area low pressure, increasing wow. downforce, which I think is like this whole point of having grounding cars, right? Yeah. So, oh, that's really good to know. See, I'm going to insert a picture somewhere um, of what the diffuser is because I've just learned that. Well, it's I'm like the describe it's, it in detail if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, it's like if you're looking at the back of the F1 car, it's like where the floor is attached. Kind of like how do I describe it? It looks like teeth. It's like the smiling teeth at the back oh, of the car. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> um, what else what other technical notes do you have because this is really interesting the other thing was the mclaren had 3d printed brake ducts trying to update their brake ducts in a fast fashion I because they've been having that. issues should we be worried that they're made out of plastic um i don't think so i think it's a really common thing to have 3d printed parts in an f1 car my thing That's that I'm worried about is uh, the lack of pace, but anyway, we'll get to that a bit later. Um, oh, and Merck are currently under investigation. I don't know if they have been, if there's results from this investigation, but the mirror on the Merck had wing support, oh, mirror support. Yes. And I, I was like, saw bro, this. That is, bro, that is not... <laughs> I don't think that the side mirrors are allowed to be aerodynamically, uh, what's the word? That they're allowed to be, to assist within the aerodynamics of the car. Because from what it looks like, because of their lack of side pods, they were relying on the wind going around and through those side mirrors to hit the right part of the car so they could pull it correctly. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of Ted's notebook if you couldn't tell <laughs> I can love Ted um so yeah I guess we'll see but um we'll see if it, if anything happens I, I doubt it but um I kind of hope it does because it's kind of like look is it is it is a smart move but also there's rules for a reason and I wonder if they got rid of these aerodynamics on their side mirrors, if they'd have to go back to the pod car or they could continue with the podless car and find another way to redirect that airflow. It's just, it's crazy. I also had notes about Alpine. <laughs> I had side about Alpine as well. Yeah, that was... That was not good. He wasn't even really doing much. He was on the main straight, just driving down and bang, it kind of just um, disintegrated all over Hulk's car. Um, And we had our first red flag for the year, uh, which we should have expected in FP1, hey? (laughs) Oh, look, we had a few, we had, Charles had a spin in FP1 as well. Um, Yes. Nico had a lock up. Yeah, there were a few lockups in FP1, weren't there? Mm. I did watch the whole thing, but it was about four o'clock in the morning. So, yeah, I agree. I can't remember what my 
uh, retention was like. <laughs> um, it yeah. has shown me that I do love the in-helmet cams so much. Oh, um, when I first showed them last year with Charles, they're so cool. It looks like a video game. And yeah. I think it's really they make cool me to be able to see. see. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really awesome to see how quickly they look at their mirrors. Um, and, like, they're just so, like, their reaction times are just incredible. FP2, I have no notes because I was literally driving home from work and watching it on my phone at the same time, which highly illegal, but priorities. Um, I have two notes. I have racing point, question mark, question mark, question mark. Because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that racing point were back um, in the form of a Renault uh, Alpine. <laughs> Um, and I did make note of the porpoising because Merck, um, they're still not looking great with that porpoising. Yeah, I uh, think going I into corners and down main straights. I think I had that in my race notes. Like they were still porpoising in the race. Yeah, they gotta they gotta take a sledgehammer to that car before Jetta and hope for the best. I reckon. Mm-hmm. FP three was. Good, but I don't think there's anything to really report on. The red Ferrari balaclavas. Not a fan. <laughs> the most important thing that came out of that, hey. <laughs> um, I also wrote, I can't believe Merck. I can't take their word for it. Um, because I just don't. I just expect them to be sandbagging. Um, well, I mean, I think. I think, to be honest, they weren't sandbagging. They didn't qualify great. No, and if it wasn't for Red Bull's technical faults, they wouldn't have finished on the podium. Yeah. Um, it was definitely right place, right time for Hammy. Um, but, oh, okay, quali, 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 quali. I have tons of notes. That was like, it was, you know what? I've missed, I've missed F1 so much in this break. Um, and then I got to call it and I was like, oh, do I miss the emotional roller coaster and feeling sick and fucking holding my breath for literally half an hour nonstop? Yeah. It, it was really stressful seeing Daniel going out in Q1. Um, was pretty painful and both my Aston boys going out in Q1 yeah um it yeah. I was optimistic that McLaren was sandbagging um but when when we saw that it just wasn't and um and I saw in an interview that Lando said that it might be track based um because they seemed brilliant in Barcelona and um but I mean obviously testing times don't always relate to track times um and you can't you can't tell a lot from testing but maybe maybe on a new track next week we'll see that they've got a bit more pace uh, i know the Bahrain's really bumpy um so i don't know maybe they'll pull something out and get out and to the front of the midfield again optimistically <laughs> yeah i thought the other interesting thing in quali was that there's four mercedes engines at the back of the grid yeah yeah and then I think in the race there was six that finished at the back of the grid 
Yeah, because Williams, McLaren. Yeah. And Aston Martin. Aston Martin. Yeah. Oh, so God. is it the fact that the Mercedes engines are just not good for this era? Like, is it not good for the grounding car? Like, have Ferrari worked? I really feel like Ferrari have made the engine work great for a grounding car. I don't understand, and I would love someone to explain this to me if they could. Why companies like McLaren and Aston Martin don't use their own road engines? Mm. McLaren and Aston Martin, they're basically supercars. Like you look at the McLarens, you look like the Valkyrie for the Aston Martin, things like that. They they go fast. Why aren't they using their own engines? Why are they going external and and going through a Merck and getting their engines? I I don't fully understand, and I hope that someone can explain that to me, or I will do some research. Like obviously it's do different they, for Red Bull. Don't they? I'm- Okay, and no, I was going to sit there. I'm trying to do research at the same time, trying to like answer our questions, but it's just, not, I'm just not about it, first of all. And second of all, I don't understand enough, but I don't know. Yeah, um, I would love to find out why. But I mean, obviously, teams like Red Bull, they are not an engine manufacturer and they don't have cars. So um, they obviously can't use their own engines. But I didn't realise that Honda is still supplying their engines, but they're calling them Red Bull engines now. Power, yeah, they're Red Bull powertrain. Yeah. Um, so technically I think it's a new company, but it's yeah, still got like they're still Honda. employees. They're still servicing the engines and they're still, yeah. Um, didn't realise. Thank you, Ted Kravitz, for explaining that to me um because I was yeah very confused he's the real MVP. why he is I love him with my whole heart and if I saw him filming Ted's notebook I would go feral <laughs> um but I yeah would love to know why Honda stepped away in a uh what's the word I'm looking for I think it's also like um, I think it's really interesting that they stepped away after a world championship winning year. Like yes. I thought they might have renewed the contract. Yes, Ferrari, they've they've really stepped up. They did so so well. They look strong the whole of qualifying. I think that I really think they're the team to beat this year, and I think it's great because they were they're like they've won the worst constructors championships out of every single team. They've got yes. such a history behind them that I think it will be really exciting for Ferrari fans and like people know Ferrari. So I think it'll bring a whole. It would be awesome. And I mean, even that might bring more teams in um, like Porsche and Audi and, and other, Freddy. other teams. And goodness, we could have uh, 26 on the grid. I can't remember what the maximum you're allowed on the grid is, but I think it's 28. 20, 24. I thought it was another two teams, I think. Here we are with our solid facts, guys. We're, going, we're fucking, we're coming in hot today. We are coming in real hot. I'm, I have, I've asked, you know, Tony on, um, on TikTok this before and she explained it really well, but that was ages ago. So I wouldn't be able to find the comment, which sucks. We um, really need to get ourselves a Tony. 
Yes. <laughs> um, Tony, if you're listening, come come say hi. <laughs> we would love you on our pod. <laughs> um, who else? Who else? Haas. Ha- I need to hey. go buy some Haas for this year. <laughs> Honestly, like Q2, they were both in Q2 and killed it. And I was just really shocked. And I was like, I'm so happy for Mick and so happy for K-Mag. And even Williams, like Albon finished 14th. Like I did not expect yeah, that, especially with my... Nikki. Yeah, I think it's hey, very good. Um, yeah. And it's it's so like I don't think there was much separating Nick and George last year. Um, I will admit that I don't pay much attention to the Willies. Um, <laughs> that's what they call them. <laughs> but um, I will this year. I actually really like the new team principal. I. He seems really nice. I didn't know much about him until I watched DTS, but shame Claire's out, but he seemed good. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he's really interesting. He's really good. And I also think it's really interesting that Album was a full second faster than Nikki. Yeah. And it's also his first qualifying back. Like, he deserves a round of applause for doing what he did, like going out there and showing up. And he's had a full year out of the sport, like K-Mag, um, and just came in and crushed it. Like, I know that he didn't finish in the points, but um, it's impressive in a William when, yeah, your teammates are full second behind you um, to, to be doing the way you're doing. Um, I did love it at the start when... Alex was the first one out and got provisional pole because no one else was out. <laughs> um, but yeah, super disappointed with Aston. I thought they were going to have a have a good car this year. Um, and kind of interesting that no one's really like. talking about it either. Yeah, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of talk on McLaren, um, but. I mean, am I on the wrong side of TikTok? I just haven't seen anyone talking about Aston's performance. And I know that Lance had a better run. Um, yeah, Lance was P12 and Nico was P17. Um, yeah. So he did, they did better than both Red Bulls. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. I thought um, another point that was worth mentioning for quality before we move on to the race is that... Uh, Bottas is still giving Hamilton a hard time. He is, and there's no uh, Valtteri, it's James anymore. Move aside for your teammate. Um, it will be nice to see, maybe see some battles between them uh, throughout the season and see I would, what Valtteri wasn't allowed to show at Mercedes. I would not be surprised if Bottas had a win this year. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, Who bold prediction, but I'm going the, with it. Uh, quality. My first note for quality is what? <laughs> and my second is, I honestly thought McLaren were sandbagging. They're so far behind the rest of the midfield. Yeah, I just... I really think... 
<laughs> I, mean, I have a you know note what? here that I remember talking to you about and I remember being like I'll know what that means and I actually have no idea what it means because I've had like no sleep in the last week like the last weekend and my note okay. is Ferrari's camel toe <laughs> um, was that oh god I don't know <laughs> it has such a deal with Leclerc because it's part of his notes but um <laughs> Did he have the camel toe going up to his pole? I think he must have. <laughs> I like that this made your notes. Yeah, um, and then my next note is that nobody looked happy at the end of Collie. Everyone looked no. fucking miserable. Even Winnie. Like, like, I was shocked because usually there's so much emotion when someone comes out and gets pole um, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um and even, even Max or Lewis, and they have many polls to their name, but they still are excited. But even in the post-race interviews with Charles, he was like, I could have pushed more. I had a really few bad outlaps. And I'm like... Yeah, so does that mean, like, the, happy. the Ferrari has a lot more pace to come and is going to be the new Mercedes? It's just out the front lapping everyone. And Are we going to have a repeat? of 2016 is it going yeah. to be teammate against teammate I honestly I think that I think Ferrari have done so well because like last year they did well and but they were always so close together and they weren't really competing too hard against each other I think this year they could really fracture their friendship and really fracture their or not friendship more relationship as racing drivers on track like I feel like they're going to be pushing each other hard but I'm here for it Yes, and I mean, Carlos Carlos has so much skill, I think, and he's, um, like, this is Charles's only second team because um, he was with Sauber when he came in to uh, F1 and, um, and then he moved to Ferrari and was with Sebastian. Um, but, I mean, Carlos has been at Renault, he's been at Toro Rosso, he's been at McLaren. Um, I think he has the more experience. Um, so I guess we'll see who comes up on top and um, if Charles can finish a race in Monaco. <laughs> I think also that, like, he's got the age, like, he is older than Charles. I don't know by how much, but I just know that he is old. Because I know you, I'm pretty sure Carlos is 27. So I know that he's going to be a bit more mature, especially when it comes to making decisions and making, you know, making that hard choice between what's right and what's wrong. Whereas Charles could pull a Lando and say no to wet tyres in the rain. Or Yeah, well, Charles is 24 and Carlos is 27. Yeah. Mm. Three seasons is a lot. Three. Three seasons is a lot, though. Like, that's three seasons of racing on him. Yeah. Well, he came in 2018 and he was with Sauber, wasn't he? Yeah, 2018 Uh, he was with Sauber. And um, who was – he was with um, Marcus Ericsson um, as his teammate. Um, Before my F1 time. (laughs) Before mine, he outqualified his teammates 17 times. 
Oof. and was 13th in the championship. Wow. And then, yeah, moved immediately to um, to Ferrari and was with Kimi and um, then was with Seb. No, Kimi took um, his place at Sauber. Sorry. Yeah, that was, was incredible. Uh, and was with Sebastian. And, I mean, imagine having Sebastian Vettel as your teammate. He's just a dad. I love him so much. He just cares so much for everyone. Yes. Uh, I love his mixed relationship as well. They're so cute. My last point on Collie was uh, Pierre and Charles's little sweet moment at the end. Where he was con- congratulating oh, Charles yes. Pompole. Yeah. Oh, that was so cute. I remember watching it and I was like, oh, they're so cute. I love them so much. <laughs> It's yeah, so I nice it's... seeing friendships like that. And um, yeah. there was another good one that came out of the race, um, which we'll talk about. Um, my first comment for the race is if F1 cars can use E10, surely I can use E10 in my shitbox um, with the price of fuel at the moment. We'll just see you on your shoebox at the back of the grid in 21st. (laughs) Oh, my God. Kia. Kia, if you're listening, you should enter (laughs) F1 car. Um, I won't race it for you. Unfortunately, you'll have to find another driver. I'll um, race it for you. Don't worry. Do you have the next strength? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) We'll find out. It's a learning curve. That's it. Well, your thoughts on the race? Because I was... I'm going to be real. The first couple laps, I was, like, holding my breath and waiting for some chaotic moments. And, I mean, there was some good initial battles between Charles and Max. And then I think for 40 laps, I was pretty bored. It was. And I I think it was just a bit disappointing. Like, you have Aston and McLaren, who you think would be fighting up higher. And, you know, Daniel brings great battles, and we had none of that. and I feel like... Well, he overtook Latifi, but it was for 19th place. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, look, um, I really expected more from McLaren. Um, without seeming like a horrible person, I was kind of glad that Lando was in the same position, kind of. Um, yeah, I think the last thing that anyone wants, especially the fans, is Daniel to have another rough year. It, yeah. And, I mean, Zach Brown has come out and said that they're with Daniel for the long run. They want to try and get him a world championship. I really thought that maybe this year he could get close or the McLarens could get close. Um, and unless they bring out some major revamps and upgrades uh, before Jeddah and before Melbourne. Um, I don't know if that's going to be happening. Yeah, I really think that um, I really think that they're going to have some major upgrades in these first few races. So I wouldn't be surprised if they make some big steps um, because they do, they have the team, they have the engineers to do that. Um, so they do, but then so does the rest of the grid. 
So yeah, but you you look at Haas. I mean, like yeah, the cost caps have helped, but you also look at Haas and their team isn't as big as McLaren's. And you look at like I know Haas are performing well. Like that's probably the worst one I could have chosen. Or like Williams. Yeah, but, um, but they did. But they don't have the same. But they did write off. But Haas did write off the, their twenty twenty one season in favor of developing the twenty twenty two car. Yeah. Um, which teams like McLaren didn't do. So, and it, I really think it did bring closer racing and they didn't spread out as fast. Like it was a closer race for longer, especially in that initial like first run. But I also was kind of disappointed in like, kind of expected some better results from Russell. I kind of expected a little bit more from Latifi and didn't really get it. Um, yeah. And then I was also I, really heartbroken with Red Bull. Yeah. I my um my timing was delayed my screen was delayed but my timings weren't on my phone so I just watched Max drop and I was like what is going on (laughs) and then yeah saw that he was retiring because um of was it it was a steering issue and a fuel issue I think it was just engine failure I can't I don't know I mean I didn't have a chance that I like had to go to bed and get two hours sleep before work (laughs) because I can watch the interviews but um for both for both Red Bulls to drop out within a lap of each other with similar issues and then for the barbecue to happen on the Alcatari I was very happy to see Pierre jumping out of that very quickly if no one knows what we're talking about uh I'll insert (laughs) the on YouTube I'll Um, insert the clip the not the clip the screenshot from Instagram yeah, Pierre posted um, this wasn't the Sunday barbecue he was after or something. Um, that was also fucking terrifying. It was. It happened very quick and it really just engulfed the rear, um, which is scary because things like that aren't meant to happen in Formula One cars. And you'd think especially after um, Roman's crush um, when he hit the barriers in Abu Dhabi that they would uh, try and prevent fire um but I guess these are all brand new cars and we we don't know yeah they're gonna react I think his brakes overheated they came out and said yeah I mean it's often we get brakes on fire um not often but it does happen a lot I mean I think last year Lando's brakes caught on fire possibly all the year before and so did Lance's so it does happen but not to that extent and it didn't it took them actually quite a long time to put out which was also worrying and which is why we had the safety car in for so long yeah um, which then leads me to safety cars the lap cars being able on un- being able to unlap themselves <laughs> and i was the trauma flashbacks <laughs> the trauma i'm pretty sure twitter went into meltdown over when they were like lap cars can unlap themselves I'm pretty sure everyone that had watched Abu Dhabi was like oh for fuck's sake like we joking I just I like it happened and you were watching with me I think we were just both like oh my god we we can't do this again (laughs) um but and when we say themselves Mm. when we say we were watching together it was a lot of silence and a lot of what the fuck fuck seriously fuck 
Um, yeah, there was a lot of swearing. I feel bad for my uh, the people in the room next to me because it was very late at night. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't wake anyone up. Um, but it was just so stressful. And, well, we don't even know if Jed is going ahead at the moment. Yeah, so I literally only saw that probably 10 minutes before we started recording. Um, and that was because your TikTok popped up. <laughs> She's TikTok famous. Um, oh yeah, so I was at work this morning and um, saw that that a missile was aimed for Jeddah and I think they, they blew it up or stopped it or something. Um, and now... <laughs> the race might not happen I'm more well-versed in F1 than world politics unfortunately and which is yeah. saying a lot because a lot of my facts are incorrect <laughs> yeah <laughs> we need to do like a fact check count of like how many facts we get wrong versus how many we get right <laughs> insert tally here um, <laughs> <laughs> But um, at least he's keeping you on your toes. So if you're listening and you go, that's not right. You, do yeah, you, leave you a comment on our on? leave a comment on our YouTube channel and let us know how many facts we've gotten right and wrong. Yes, thank you for <laughs> fact checking us. But I I say just move the race to Melbourne and have two race Melbourne. I mean. It's going to be interesting for them to get everything here anyway and then to Imola. So. They have a week. No, no not Imola. Wait, are they going to Imola yeah, or Imola. Monza? Yeah, Imola. Imola. Or Amelia Romanja. Um, it's two weeks with Miami and then they're back in Europe. So it's a very roundabout season. I feel sorry for the jet lag. But like this jet lag is going to be crazy for all the teams. I think it's so funny when half the time they're like, "We don't know where we are." <laughs> oh, you wouldn't. You'd like, get to a point where you're like, are we at? Um, yeah, and Lando's lack of geography knowledge. <laughs> Speaking of Lando, um, I loved the Lewis and uh, Lando little helmet exchange comment. Yes, that was very funny. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just <laughs> moving furniture around. Um, excuse my sink in the background. <laughs> um, yeah, that was very cute. I thought it was funny. Um, and then every time I saw Lewis, I was like, oh, it's Lando. And then I was like, no, it's it's not Lando. Oh, it's honestly like I love neon yellow. So I think like I think they look a vibe, but it's also pissing me off like hardcore. <laughs> What I'm not a fan of is the fact that the num- color numbers are different on the Mercedes. I so are we going about in, that TikTok? Yeah, I reckon. So if, anyone, numbers. if no one knows what we're talking about, there was a TikTok that went viral on a front TikTok about that there's a rule in the FIA guide for Formula One that if you have a like if your driver numbers on the car aren't visible enough that you can like be reprimanded for it and Mercedes this year have made purposefully their numbers stand out a lot so there's a rumor going around that at some point 
old mate Toto Toto Wolf is going to um challenge this <laughs> for all the other teams. Um yeah, and then touching on that, also um Hamilton taking the yellow T camera is you- usually primarily used for the second driver in the team. What do you see that? that's see I've always like when I was I was told that last year and I remember looking at the teams being like Lando was a good example Lando has it and Lando is very much first driver for McLaren is even if they don't want to admit it he um, is the first driver look at the contract extension yeah exactly right so is there a shift into the the yellows first drivers now or is it We'll see Max has it and Checo doesn't. So, but then there are teams like, like I'm not sure in Williams who has it. Um, you would think Elbon would have it. You would think, but Latifi has the longest standing at Williams. But um, I don't know. I feel like the FIA, they've made some good points so far, really coming out and being consistent on the track limits is going to be so great. Uh, One thing I don't like that they've done, um, so the new F1 race director um, has told the teams that he won't be asking drivers to give places back if they gain an advantage off the track or, or in some other way. And the team and driver have to decide themselves if they're in the wrong and... Um, and they might be penalised if they don't see the place. But in a lot of right. in a lot like, of positions, how would like what if you don't think that you that they gain that you gained advantage and then you get penalised for it? The FIA should be monitoring this. I think the only times it would be acceptable is if you're forced off track. Uh, yeah, I think that the FIA should be hiring enough. Uh, stewards to be looking at this Um, yeah I agree and I think also at the same time it's kind of like why are you leaving room for ambiguity like we learned what happens when you do that last year Um, and yes ruling out that it was human error is all well and good but you need to implement safeguards so things like that don't happen again we haven't really seen any any crashes yet um, which has been brilliant we did see the spin between Esteban and Mick uh, yep. on the opening lap which unfortunately lost Mick a few places and I think it was really sweet that SD went straight up to him after the race and apologized and you know it's one of those yes. things in racing it, like when you enter that first corner they were three wide like practically the whole way down the grid they were three wide and I was like yeah this is a bowling alley what is going to happen but it was not too bad like one spin is fine out of 21 20 cars I was gonna say 21 cars because I keep thinking of the drivers but yeah yeah and I did love that image of um yeah SD running after Mick and um and saying sorry or whatever they said and okay. and my last note for the my Bahrain <laughs> notes is uh it literally all it says is whole care oh my god how does his hair looks so good after he's just raced 57 laps and he pulls his helmet on balaclava off he has got like ken 
worthy, like perfect hair. Like I feel like he should not be called Hulkenberg. He should be called Ken. Hulkenhair. Hulkenhair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, his baby. I saw a photo of his baby the other day, and his baby has good hair too already. Really? I need to see. Yeah. That. Yes, I was like, whoa. He's given that good hair genes. Maybe he should give them to Seb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So my next, my next point is um, not my next point. My next thing that we should discuss is uh, Imola. What do we? No, Imola's not next. Is it Jeddah? Jeddah's next. What are we discussing about? Jesus Christ. Um, I'm like stuck in the 2021 20, season. Sorry. Sorry, word of advice. Lewis just released a first trap on um on Instagram 37 minutes ago. Uh, if you like Thirsty Thursdays, um he's gonna win this week. <laughs> well, uh results last year, I just pulled them up. He did win last year. Did he? I'm not yeah. surprised. Um, I think actually, I'm surprised that Daniel didn't win. Jetta. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Thirsty first. <laughs> oh my god! You know she loves F1. <laughs> Get your goddamn head out of the gutter. Okay. Yes, you are correct. Lewis Hamilton <laughs> did win Jetta last year because of. <laughs> horrible racing and and max break checking him oh yeah like, that was that race fuck me i forgot about yeah that. that was that and then we had that qualifying where max was doing purple sectors and went bang into the wall i think it could be a good um, week for red bull i feel like max is great at jeddah and i feel like he he's like his lap last year was so on it and if he can replicate that like he's going to be untouchable i think you are completely correct um but i'm also worried about the reliability issues in the red bull um and i'm hoping that they've managed to to get everything fixed um by by jetta if we race Mm -hmm. in jetta um because i definitely think the track um, is more suited to Max. So what do we think our predictions are? I mean, if I would not be surprised if it's Ferrari on the podium again. Um, They're very I'm optimistic. So I'm optimistic that Red Bull will, um, will fix their reliability issues and will fix these engine or fuel or steering issues that they were having uh, in the last race, um, but thoughts? I think um, I think it's going to be. Should we do our top five? I think we should do our top five. All right, let's do it. You go. All right, so I think that it's going to be a max win. Okay. Yeah. I think that you're going to have a Ferrari second. I'm not going to be able to choose who, but I think you know Ferrari second. And you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here, but I would like to see Bottas in um third i think that'd be really really great would love that i'm gonna put who am i gonna 
Who's who else is doing really well? I'm gonna put K Mag fourth. Nice. Going K-Mag up a place, fourth. huh? Yeah, and I think that I'm gonna put Hammy in fifth. Yeah. Yeah. That's my wow. prediction. Well, you know, I'm optimistic. We'll go in my top five. So I would love to see Max on top. Um, I think that the track is suited to him and I'm sure he's done a lot of work on the sim. Um, and I mean, last year was the first time that we'd raced in Jeddah on that track. Um, so I think, I, I presume that they would have had specs on for uh, for their sims, but I mean, you never know. I think for one track last year, some teams didn't have specs like that. Um, so Max won. Yeah. Um, you know, Daniel finished fifth in Jeddah last year. Yeah, but do we think McLaren are going to be able to change the pace? I think it's a slower circuit because of all the turns. Um, I mean, depending on how many DNS we have, that could depend. But I think in second, you know what, I'm going to go Esteban. I think... I think Alpine could be doing well. They both finished in the points this week. Um, he finished fourth in Jeddah last year. So, I mean, that's some other thing. Um, and then I'm going to say Charles. Um, I think, actually, I'm going to say Carlos. Charles, I'm just having visions of him in Monaco hitting that corner. Um, and I'm not sure how he's going to go with, the tight corners and things like that. He did finish seventh last year in front of Carlos, but I guess we will see. Um, and then, you know what? We're going to throw, we're going to throw in Aston Martin into the top five. We're going to say Lance. <laughs> Is that five? That was, that's five in my brain. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, I mean, close enough. <laughs> close enough. If that's four, it's four. Um, yeah. Do you have any season predictions while we're here? Season predictions. I think um, I think Constructors is going to go to Ferrari. Um, yeah. And I actually, I kind of hope it does. I want to change it up. I don't continuously want Red Bull and Merck at the front because we're going to get, I'm going to get bored. Yes. Um, and I think I would really love Charles to win the driver's championship as much as that pains me to say it i think it would be good to see charles up there and the thought of having multiple different driver's champions over the next few years could be really interesting and really change things up um from the same same. i think it's gonna be charles or max i think we're gonna come down to another karting Incident. Incident. <laughs> we'll see how we go. It's just an incident. <laughs> um, I yeah, I think we'll find out. But I'm tipping Ferrari for constructors. I would say Red Bull close second. Um, yeah. Come back. <laughs> I want. Let's do some bold predictions. Like shit that probably isn't going to happen, but it would be really fun if it did. Daniel win Monaco. If Daniel wins Monica, I'll get a tattoo. 
if Daniel podiums at all this season, I will get a three tattoo. All right, done. If yeah, done. We'll do it. Um, sick. Well, if Max wins the championship, I will get a Max Verstappen tattoo. (laughs) And if if Charles wins, you should get a Charles tattoo. Oh Jesus! All right. (laughs) If you get a sixteen, at least it's my birthday. So you can. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. Yeah, because our friendship stems back 16 days, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you're listening in, this is, um, you would think that we've been friends for years, but we've been friends for five minutes. <laughs> Didn't even know this girl yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I if Charles wins the championship, I will get a Charles Paddy, whether it's like, a little cute red Ferrari or whatever, but I will get a Charles Oh, I like it. I'll think of something. Yep. All right. But, that's um, the deal. I think that I'm hoping Mick gets his first podium. I would love to see that. I would love to see a Mick podium. I, who else is there? Oh, give me an Aston one too. I know I'm a hopeless Aston Martin fan. And they're my number one team and <laughs> I'm the Yeah, but give me give me a Sebastian that'll Lance Stroll one too. I think. If Vettel won, I would cry, for sure. But um and he also did well like, in Baku, didn't he? Last year? Is that where he got his podium? I can't remember. I feel like it might have been Baku. How'd you get my number? Um, <laughs> I watch way too many no. team radios. I'm just sitting here and looking at Kimmy on like because I'm looking at last year's results for um, Jetta and I see Kimmy up there I'm in cry. 12th and it makes me sad that he's not on the grid anymore. Yeah, but um, yeah, Fernando's the eldest. Yeah, I would love to see a Fernando podium too. Really they had a Fernando podium in. I, I mean another it. one. I could give me more. <laughs> um, I'm sure it would be great to see Orlando Maiden win. Yeah, I would um, love maybe, that. I was, I would say Russia, but we're not at Ru- we're not racing Russia anymore, so there'll be no redemption. I think um, you know where I would love to see Lando's redemption. Spa. Yes. I was like, I was on the edge of my seat that night screaming. And when he crashed, I was fucking heartbroken. Yeah. (sighs) But I think also like, for example, if if Mercedes, if McLaren could get their car up to speed and like Melbourne's in April this year, it, it could be possibly a wet race. Like it is rainy. It is cold in Melbourne at that time of year. So it could possibly be a wet race. So I would be all here for a wet race. That's fine by me. I'll buy an ugly poncho. How are you going? I'm excited to go. Oh, I know. I literally have Our my tickets sitting here. right here. Mine are in Melbourne. How exciting is that? Look how cool they are. My, They're like. My sister sent me a photo this morning of her with them. Yeah, I'll show you. I'm very upset. <laughs> that's so cute <laughs> um I'm devastated that I don't have it 
um, but that's fine. I'm so excited. It's going to be so good. Yeah, first Grand Prix, and it's actually not my first. I've actually been to a motorbike Grand Prix before at Phillip Island, so technically, no. It's your first Grand Prix. It's my first <laughs> Grand Prix. It's my first Grand Prix. I'm so excited. I'm yeah. so petrified. Um, uh, what am I going to wear? <laughs> I think we've got some exciting things coming for the Grand Prix too that we haven't really discussed, and I think we should keep a bit of a surprise, but I'm very excited for some of the things we have planned. Um, we have a lot planned, so I would yeah. recommend sticking around. Um, there is lots coming. Um, For sure. Yeah. Follow us on all our socials. <laughs> that's literally my next point. We have Twitter, we have TikTok, we have Instagram, we have Spotify, and we have YouTube. Get on, follow us, like our posts, keep up with to date with what we've got going on because we have some really exciting stuff and we have some really good funny content I like to think anyway <laughs> look I think I'm hilarious so <laughs> when I listened back to episode zero at work the other night I was just laughing like luckily I didn't wake anyone up but <laughs> <laughs> I think the episode zero was amazing and I think we have some new segments coming next week that we've been slowly working on um so the content is just gonna excited. get the content's just going to get better, especially because this podcast was <laughs> thrown together. Like it was never, it was like, want to make a podcast? Okay, let's do it. Like it was never we planned. we literally decided last week. It was like, do we want to do a podcast? Okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, we literally decided, I think like a day before and then recorded at the drop of a hat the next day. And yeah. um, we're trying to be organized, but we still have a few kinks to work out. So hopefully you'll stick with us and get to see our journey through the season yes I'm very excited for you to join us on our season I'm very excited to get back to non-regional and um, you couldn't tell from my sink in my room <laughs> I'm currently in far north Queensland working um it'll be great when I come back and we can do some in-person podcast we can finally meet I know right <laughs> that's the craziest thing I love it when people are like I've told a few friends and family I'm like oh yeah I'm like started a podcast on F1 and they're like oh that's so good like you love it like you're doing it with I'm like oh this girl that like I know and they're like how do you know it like oh well I haven't really met her but uh TikTok (laughs) (laughs) the power of social media oh god well, my headphones are about to die. So. Yeah, I was literally <laughs> so about to say we need to wrap this up. We're going to call it a day. Uh, calling it we, a day. Are we calling it a day? Well, I think we're going to call it a day. Yeah, I think it's uh, time to call it a day. I, I, you know what? I think I think you're right. I think it's time to call it a day. Yeah, it's I think definitely we're a calling day. it. All right. All right. We're, we'll call it a day. All right.